Hi, I'm Elise. And I'm Sammy. And this is the Inspired to Be podcast. Yes, one of my favourite topics. <laughs> You're like, woohoo, yes. Choosing the healthy habit as a whole. So that's like yes. mentally, that's nourishment. <laughs> Next minute you're sitting down with a smoothie, you're like, whoa, you got to share this. Allow the wilds. That's my inspired oh, moment. Oh, thanks, <laughs> I love it. Well, welcome, Sam. It is such a pleasure to have you here. I'd just love to know as we begin today, how was your morning? What did you get up to? Well, my mornings are never that exciting because um, it's quite an effort in the mornings for me um, with having a series of broken bones all throughout my body and it's a slow kind of moving morning. However, I do get up early. So what I love to do is um, I don't like to disturb my husband very much early in the morning, but when I wake up and I'm in a fair bit of pain. So the best thing for me to do is get out of bed. I actually get up about 5.36 o'clock and it is the best time of the day for me. It's painful, but it's also the best time because it's quiet and I can just, um, I sit, I think, I do a bit of writing, a bit of journaling, whatever it is that I want to do and and enjoy a morning cup out more than anything else. (laughs) That's probably the biggest joy first thing in the morning. So that's pretty much what I get up to. And this morning I was getting ready to talk to you guys, which is um, an absolute delight and I cannot thank you enough for having me. Oh, it's so beautiful. We are so lucky to have you here and I've been so looking forward to it because you're such an inspiration and I can't wait for all of our listeners to hear more about that. But your morning routine sounds exactly like mine. It's like that <laughs> early morning, that, that time for yourself, that journaling, that quiet moment in the morning when yeah. you know all the birds are just waking up, everyone else is coming to life and, and it's just such a peaceful time of day. I love that. It is. And the sun, you know, is rising and we're really fortunate. Um, we have a north facing home. Um, so the sun just comes through the lounge room and it's like sitting in a sunroom, which is just so beautiful. So I get to see the sunrise every morning and, you know, the light flickers over things that, um, just pieces of furniture or flowers or it's the little things, you know, and you just, it go, is. oh wow, that is so beautiful. <laughs> it's the little things in the morning and it just sets your day up. And I just love how you take in all the positive things amongst the pain that you said you're feeling. You could really take it a different way, but it's just so beautiful that you take all the inspiration in those moments. You've got two choices. You either curl up in a ball or you go, well, you know, I'm still alive and we have one life and uh, life is for living. So um, now my life is very different in the way I live it to most people. Um, For me, when COVID hit, it was like, well, it's really no different to how I have to live. Mm-hmm. So um, that that would give people a bit of an idea of, of my existence. But um, but what I do within my home is so fulfilling and the work that I do, and, and I, I will talk about that, I guess, a bit later too. But, you know, I just, it's about having purpose. It's about finding a way to um, reinvent yourself as well and, um, and make sure that you're focusing on the things that you can do rather than yeah. the things that you can't do. And that makes the world of difference, I think, yeah. Mm, definitely it's like perhaps our life doesn't pan out the way that we envisioned it to but we can still embrace the life that we do have um and I think that that's such a powerful message so even the day you know even the day doesn't pan out how we want it to but we can still embrace those beautiful moments like we're talking about just the sun in the morning or that quiet time of day um is so so great so I guess in order to 
um, help our listeners a little bit more with your journey. We'd love to kind of hear a little bit more about that. Like I know medically it's complex and there's a lot to it, but is there a way you can kind of give our listeners just a little overview of, yeah, of your, I guess, your health and your life and how that is for you at the moment? Yeah, sure. Thing. So, uh, yeah, I kind of have this little succinct way of doing it because you're right, it is way, way too complicated. Um, I guess just to give a bit of a background, I, I used to um, be an executive manager in financial services. I had an amazing career um, and that was all the way up until when I was in my mid-40s. So, you know, the life before, the life I have now was incredibly huge, fulfilling. Um, my husband's an Anglican minister. We've travelled all over Australia. We've lived in places, you know, remote places, cities, all sorts of things we've had an amazing life so when I look back on my life I just go wow you know um I'm so grateful that I had that and many people who have chronic illness don't even get to have that you know they're born with it and they live with it all their lives so there's lots for me to be grateful for 2011 I was at work and um I just had the most terrible terrible abdominal pains and I couldn't stand up at all um and my personal assistant saw me running um pretty much to the bathroom and she followed me and just said you've got to go home there's, there's just something wrong with you you know like we're not letting you stay here so she rang my husband against my will and um he came to pick me up and I, I actually never entered the building again I, I still worked from home but um what had happened at that point was my bowel had completely prolapsed or actually my rectum to, to be to be frank with it um had <laughs> prolapsed um to the point where I was just non-functioning uh, from a bowel perspective and um so anyway a series of operations to try and fix it conservatively didn't work so I ended up a couple of years later with a, a, a stoma, which honestly people might go, oh, my God, it's terrible. Best thing that ever happened in comparison to where I was at. So um, that was really, really great. Um, but I had that and I had rheumatoid arthritis and it was really time um, to medically retire. So I did and um, got so much support from my work. I just can't tell you. They were just absolutely amazing. And um, so, yeah, so, you know, left on the most amazing terms. And I ended up eight months after retiring thinking that that would be it and like, okay, this is what we've got. That's great. We'll just <laughs> live with that and redesign our lives. Um, but eight months later, I was walking to my bedroom door and literally was just holding on to the bedroom door handle to open it, to walk into it. And I just felt my left leg go like jelly. And I don't know how I knew, but I just knew that my leg had broken. No, I had done nothing. I literally was walking to the door. Um, the story behind that is quite amazing. My auntie, who I had not seen for 30 years from the UK, had just arrived the night before with my cousin. She was a registered nurse. She was also my godmother. Um, and the fact that she was there was an amazing miracle. It wasn't great for the mm. holiday, but an amazing miracle. And um, she just knew what to do, how to put me on the ground, et cetera. Anyway, long story because you can imagine ambulances going, well, how would you break your leg, you know, like that, <gasps> um, because it's a weird thing. I should have been in a major car crash or fallen off, um, you know, a building, a, a high building. The leg had literally snapped in two. Um, and when they mm. tried to move me, you could see the bone kind of going <gasps> It was just oh, incredible. Oh, my gosh. All the neighbours were lining the street outside. You can imagine, can't you? <laughs> so they had two, two ambulances and me screaming my lungs out when they moved me. I was okay unless they, unless they moved me. But um, anyway, long story short, um, it, that's how I got diagnosed with a rare bone disease. So 
they don't know what it is. We have tried and tried and tried. We've done so many tests um, to try and, and genetic testing and everything, but they think I have uh, um, a rare mutant gene that has just triggered this bone disease. So it's the opposite to osteoporosis. Um, so in my case, my bone density just gets um, higher and higher and my bone turnover is negligible. So I have new bone that lays down, but in most people's cases, you have new bone, the old bone would go away. Mm-hmm. In my case, the new bone goes down and it just stays there with the old bone and then that causes the bone to be diseased. That's the basics, you know, mm. of it, I guess. So, um, yeah, so I have a, a left femur that's that's broken, so that's rotted. It's um, it's pretty much there. It's sort of a little bit non-union, so it gives me a bit of grief. Um, the right leg then... Um, had a stress fracture in it a year later so they had to rod that and then a year ago I was in hospital for weeks and weeks and weeks because my back has now my spine's now collapsed as well um and they found a fracture another fracture in my right femur that I didn't even know I had and there's a, mm-hmm. a rod in there so how on earth does you know a leg fracture when there's a rod in there um I've got about eight fractures in my feet that just never heal. And as I said, my spine is now diseased, um, particularly in the lumbar area. So it's completely um, sort of collapsed at L4, L5 and, and a bit lower. Um, and I do get some sacrum fractures and stuff like that. That's what I. That's what we live with. <laughs> oh, Sam, thank you so much for sharing all of that okay. so honestly with our listeners. And this goes to the heart of exactly why we wanted to have you on the podcast because despite all of that, if we go back to what you shared at the beginning, you know, finding those moments, living your purpose, um, you know, my question would be, you know, despite all of that, all of those challenges that you're faced with daily, I mean, you have broken bones in your body as we're talking and you're here, you're showing up for this podcast. How do you find inspiration in your day despite those challenges Uh, look I've got to I guess do a disclaimer I'm really fortunate I don't suffer from mental health issues and I think that that is a real blessing uh, for me Um, and I know many people do and that makes it so much harder and my heart goes out to them you know Um, so that doesn't mean to say I don't get upset it doesn't mean to say you know I don't have down days of course I do we, we were human we all do but um generally I've always been um called Pollyanna even growing up you know I was looking at the good the good in life so I guess that was a good thing um given what was about to come but I for me it was about finding purpose I just couldn't do nothing like I've done something all my life and I and and when I say I've done something and I talked about career it's never been about money for me or anything like that it's always been about people it's always been about coaching and developing and creating teams and um, creating community you know I've always loved to do that I thought what can I do and and I wanted to to add something back so I started volunteering actually for Arthritis Queensland and I set up for them an online support group called Swog Arts for women with inflammatory arthritis um or they they had the group but they didn't have it on Facebook so they wanted me to put it on Facebook for them which I did and um was the administrator with, with a couple of other girls for um for quite a while that started to give me some purpose and then I thought um I really want to write and I thought what about blogging you know I've about something that's kind of out there I I might give it a go I've um you know got a little bit of a following um so but to be quite honest I thought I was just gonna do it for myself because it's nice to write so I started blogging about my journey and just telling my story but it wasn't about just talking about me and what was happening to me I wanted to 
always write an article that would give tips and ideas of what others could do if they were in similar situations based on how I'm living and what I'm trying out, what's working and what's not. So that was the gist of the blog, I guess. Um, And then that just kind of built. And I sent out um, an article into The Mighty. I don't know whether you know of that magazine. It's an online, um, it's based in the US. Sent an article in, I thought, no, it won't get published. Well, it did. And what they did um, in 2017, this was, they actually linked my blog um, (laughs) to it. And I had also, a week before, decided to set up my own private online support group for people who had more than arthritis because I realised that when you are through an organisation, they generally just focus on one condition and many people don't have just one condition. It's usually multifaceted Mm -hmm. and very Mm -hmm. complex. And I thought we need something, or I felt we needed something that was more widespread where people could just talk about whatever they wanted. And it didn't even have to be about health. In fact, to not talk about health was a good thing, you know, talk about their family, their friends, their whatever. Um, So anyway, so I set it up and thought, I'll probably get two members. Um, Anyway, I think I got about 20 members when I first set it up. But this article got published and within, I think it was about three weeks or something like that, I had a 1,000 members globally. Wow. Um, wow. I, I know. I couldn't believe it. And I thought, okay, there's my purpose. <laughs> that <laughs> is so, so good. Yeah. So, um, so that's called Medical Musings with Friends and it's been going for six years. And I have 1,800 members globally. Um, wow. I have a team of administrators, one's in Canada, I have a, a lovely friend in Australia that helps me, um, a lady in America, um, uh, a lady in, in the UK, and I'm going to forget one of them, that's just really terrible. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, and another young girl in, in Belgium, she's just gorgeous. So I had the blog, I had the the forum, um, and then a couple of years ago I started podcasts like you girls. So um, <laughs> one's called Medical Music with Sam. I'm, I don't have a partner though. I like I like the fact that you guys have each other to bounce on. But I guess the big the big purpose was, um, as I said earlier, I had that goal of writing a book, and last year I achieved that goal and got a book published. Yay, which was, yay. Um, that's amazing! I know that's and, so exciting. Really, it's so amazing so, so good. because it's basically my blog, and it's it sort of. Um, you do it a little bit differently, obviously, obviously, when you write a book and you can dip in and out of it. It's a resource book. It's just full of tips and tech, you know, tips and techniques of what to do or how to live the best life possible despite chronic illness. And I guess that's my catch cries. It's about that, living the best life possible despite mm. whatever's happening. As I was writing that book, my dad actually passed away at, at that mm. time as well. But even that, having that book and being in that process of writing while he was at the end of his life um, was just amazing. You know, it, it, the timing of things is just incredible mm. sometimes, isn't it? You know, um, it just gave me that outlet. Um, and then I was able to dedicate the book to him as well, oh, which was just wow. so, so special, you know, at the end. Oh, like, so special. Do you ever find yourself starting to kind of focus on the negative um, yeah. effects absolutely. of the illness? And how do you get out of that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, you, I'd be inhuman not to. Yeah. Um, but I, well, I have a friend who um, he's actually quite old now. He's a beautiful man. Um, was a, a, a psychologist, and he said to me one day, um, "You know, we should never focus on the the what ifs. We should always focus on what is." And that has stayed with me for you know 
this was before even I was sick, but it stayed with me. And when you're going down that path of, you know, what if this happens or what if this gets worse or, you know, what if I have to go to hospital and I don't want to go and all of these things, they're the kind of things that, you know, run through my brain. I have to stop and I go, okay, that's the what ifs. Let's look at what is, what is happening at this moment and what is within my control to make it not feel so overwhelming. Mm. Um, and I think that that's the key sometimes when, when we go down that spiral, it's because we feel like we're out of control and we feel like, you know, everything else is, is making decisions for us, whether it be our bodies or um, other people or, or whatever it might be. So to go, okay, well, what is and what can I do to turn this around in this moment? And you know, sometimes, I know it's going to sound silly, it might even be just as much as going and making a cup of tea. But totally. it's something that just breaks that cycle, you know, and you just then go, huh, okay, now I've done that. You know, putting a line under that little episode I was having, <laughs> I'm going to start thinking a bit differently. Um, so, yeah, I think that that is really key. The other thing is I think that's really important from a tip perspective that I talk about, I talk about loves and losses a lot um, in my writing and I think, um, and also I have this other saying called chronically content, um, which sounds Mm. really weird, but I think that, you know, there is a way to find contentment despite all the chronic things that might be happening in your life. But some of it is because we don't take the time to grieve properly. Mm. And I think that it's really important to acknowledge that there are losses, you know, like I've lost an enormous amount of things that I loved to do that I can no longer do. Um, but so what what I tell people to do is write down all the things that they, they loved to do or loved to do and can't do anymore. And they're your losses. And, and really, you know, feel that because if you don't you're never going to get to a point of accepting your new life because you're always going to be stuck in this almost like a victim state of feeling like all these losses are just you know um so unfair or you know why me and all of those things and that's another thing I never ask why me it takes you nowhere it just Mm. puts you down a black hole um and I'll talk about that in a minute, I always say why not, you know, because life is life and um, things happen to all kinds of people. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are, whether you're good, bad or whatever, um, life happens, you know. So it's not up to go why me is not going to be helpful ever. Once you've got all your um, losses and you really think about those and take your time. For some people, you know, that could be quite a while to go through that. For others, it could be quite a quick process. But then next to each one, where there's a loss, I look at it and I think, well, how can I replace that? Mm. I've lost that, but what can I replace it with? So just as an example, um, you know, my husband and I used to love, um, you know, travelling a lot on road travel. We we absolutely love it. Um, And one of the things that I was told um, early on in, in my journey was use the car as my legs. No, I can't drive a car, but my husband, I mean, I can drive, but I can't obviously be my condition, but my husband um, can. So we we go on drives and I can't now very easily get into parks often because they're not set up for people with disabilities. Um, so we have car picnics instead of going on <laughs> picnics. So, you know, it's about those sort of things. So, and I can't, as I said, I can't travel, but I can, I can 
watch beautiful travel um, shows on YouTube or DVDs and just let them just, you know, um, envelop me and just enjoy it and decide where I'm going to go, you know, for a day. And it's those kind of things that you can do sort of differently. So that's just an example. And there's, you know, there's lots of, you know, lots of other things that um, that you, you can do differently um, when you wow. look at what you've lost and how you want to turn it into something new and something that you will really enjoy and love. You know, I also talk about... <laughs> particularly chronic illness because, you know, we often get acute illness and acute illness means it will go. Chronic means it won't, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, generally. And one of the things that people struggle with is they want it over with. They want their pain mm. gone. They want their disease gone. So I talk a lot about the fact that let's be realistic. If you're diagnosed with something that's chronic, it means it's probably here to stay. Right. And that's one of the other things that, you know, you've got to get your head around in order to be um, at that place of acceptance. And it's it's a journey. And I, I, I know that word journey, you know, it's well and truly overused, but it is a journey. You can't, um, you cannot change unless you get to a place of acceptance of your new your new situation Beautiful. and that's probably the hardest part of the journey though to to get to that yes part. that acceptance I mean and I think that that filters out into so many different parts of life um there's so much power in just accepting as you said where we are now not the what ifs can I accept where I am right now um and another thing that I love that you shared as well is this idea of shifting our perspective you know if we if we stop the thought that thought loop that we're on whether we break it up with a cup of tea as you said and then you know think about how can I shift my perspective in this situation it may not be what I wanted but this is what is how can I make this work for me and how can I you know continue to live an in fulfilled and enriching life in the in the moment um and I think those two concepts of acceptance and shifting our perspective are really powerful takeaways and it is things that we can do in our everyday life. And, um, you know, it's just knowing that we have the power within us to be able to do that as well. We have that capability to do that for ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. you've used the word moments there as well, Sammy, and you're absolutely right. One of the key things that I have learned and, and that I, I I help other people to, to identify is that, you know, a day is full of moments and, you know, there are going to be good moments and bad moments, particularly with chronic illness. But it's a matter of waiting for those moments, you know, that where painkillers have kicked in, for example, and you can do a little bit more mm-hmm. um, because every day there will be good moments and it's it's mm-hmm. and creating those moments as well. You know, if, if you're finding a day hasn't got those moments, create them. I always have, you know, beautiful china. Like I, I, I use things. I'm not going to just leave them in cupboards, you know, um, because it makes, it brings me joy. Thanks, Sam. It's just absolutely amazing hearing you speak. And I feel like your whole conversation has answered this question but do you have a way (laughs) to explain to us in a short sentence what being inspired means to you I I think inspiration for me is on a is on a couple of a few levels actually I mean sometimes it's through um other people's stories um you know that are just so amazing and music I love music Mm. um that just will take me to a different place particularly if I need to you know um get myself out of a a little a little slump flowers in the garden the sun rising the moon you know the moon the moon rising the sun setting all of those things um inspire me in different ways as well you know um just depending on I guess where I'm at what my mood is um yeah yeah, so 
But yeah, it's a, it's a multitude of things. If people have just connected with you today and would love to find you, where can they find you? I know you've mentioned a lot of them, but. Yeah, I have. Look, probably the easiest way is just to go to the blog because um, all the links are there for everything else. So the blog is um, My Medical Musings, so www.mymedmusings.com. Mm. There's just a quote that I would really like to leave your listeners with um, from, a guy, from a guy called Henry Cloud. He wrote a book called uh, Necessary Endings, but um, I've written a blog post on this. It's actually in my book as well, just based on this quote. It's just so beautiful. Mm. And it says, um, getting to the next level always requires ending something, leaving it behind and moving on. Growth itself demands that we move on. Without the ability to end things, people stay stuck, never becoming who they are meant to be, never accomplishing all that their talents and abilities should afford them. And I just really love that in relation to that loves and losses, that having mm-hmm. to end things in order to start something new. And if if taking what that quote says and looking at the loves and losses from that perspective brings it to a whole new level of it's like you're not losing as much, you're ending something in order to start a whole new chapter of your life and it can be rewarding no matter what that chapter, no matter the reasons for that new chapter, if that Mm. makes sense. So, yeah, yeah, it's just a beautiful quote, yeah. That's so beautiful, this idea that in order to grow, we've got to let go. I mean, there you go. There's a a new, that's a new quote. It's so true in, in every aspect of our life and I think often we, we think that in order to grow or, you know, shift our life the way we want, that we've got to keep adding things. Yeah. But actually, in fact, most of the time we've got to let go of things and yeah. that's, you know, where the growth is. And, yeah. yeah, I love that. And, Sam, honestly, your outlook on life is just so inspiring and I hope that our listeners have taken that away that, yeah, we can choose how we see the world. And it doesn't mean that it's not hard or challenging. And, you know, like you were saying before, all those moments in a day, I love that concept because we can have a bad moment, but then there can be another great moment. And it's not a bad day. It's not a bad week. It's just a bad moment and Mm -hmm. a good moment's going to come. And, um, yeah, I just really love how you, you honor that things can be challenging and tough, but that you don't let that change your beautiful, optimistic view of the world. I think that's so special. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. And, look, I just want to encourage you both with your podcast. It is brilliant. Um, I listen to it every week and um, the the camaraderie you have together is just a joy to listen to. Seriously. Um, and it's been like chatting with two girlfriends this morning. So thank you so, so much for having me. It's just been a delight and you're both inspiring. Don't forget that. Um, the work that you do is just so important and the connections that you make with people to care for them like you do and want to make a difference in their life is just worth bottling so um thank thank you for for what you're doing it's just lovely thank you so much for listening to the inspired to be podcast we are endlessly grateful for you being here and would love to hear how you're inspired through our conversations together want to share your inspired moment connect with us on instagram at inspired to be.podcast comment on our latest posts or dm us We would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me for deeper mindfulness 
at Steel with Sammy. Or me, Elise.inspired, for more health, wellness, and daily stories. If you have a moment, please give us a subscribe, rate, or review on your podcast platform. And we will see you next Wednesday for another awesome episode. See you then.